This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello, and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk, presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and I am super stoked about what is going on in the Major League Baseball playoffs. It is the postseason. It is October. October is the greatest month of the calendar, my favorite month by far. You got the National Football League really getting going now. The NBA and the NHL are just a mere days away from and Major League Baseball is in the postseason. We are now headed from wild card round, which was wild, to the division series set across the league. It has been an absolute blast to watch this so far. Not quite what I expected so far during the wild card weekend. A couple teams lost that I thought weren't going to. Not a single game three for me to preview tonight. Tonight, baseball is dead. There is no baseball tonight. There's no baseball tomorrow. The division series will begin on Saturday. Since our last show, we saw the end of the 2023 debacle that was the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. They came oh so close, but yet oh so far. Jed Hoyer talked to the media right after they were eliminated. Got to re-sign Bellinger. What's going to happen with Peter Crow Armstrong? Is he part of the future? Is he going to be the center fielder? Is Bellinger going to play first base? Are they going to trade for Peter Alonso? Those are all things that are super exciting to think about and talk about from the point of view of the Chicago Cubs. But we have a whole offseason to talk about that. Right now, we are talking about the teams that didn't choke, that didn't have horrible seasons, like the Cubs, like the White Sox. We're talking about the teams that actually were pretty good this year, and there is nobody that I would rather have come on to talk to me about what went on in the postseason so far up to this point than my good friend, basically a part-time host of this show at this point, my friend Joseph Mandel. Joe, welcome Vinny, to the what's show up, buddy? Again. You're still rocking that Bears app, man. I You get, you get credit, man. Hey, man, they're playing tonight. And, yep. uh, yeah, they're probably going to get trounced. But, hey, it's a cool logo, right? And so I got oh. that going. Badass logo. The Chicago Bears look good every time they play. I love their uniforms. I, I love all the original teams. The they're like plain, like their their logos are basically their colors on their jerseys. Yeah. I love that. You see my new addition right there. I got my giant Walter Payton Funko. Nice, nice. We're running a giant. That's awesome. I need a giant Funko of any kind. I have I have one big one. I have a Game of Thrones one. There it's, you go. I want to say. I want to say it's Circe riding, not Circe, Khaleesi, Daenerys riding one of her dragons. And it's nice, dude. But that is badass. I need to get a sports big one really bad. Walter Payton, good choice. People like it in the chat. Um, Travis has a great comment to start the show. What's up, Vinny? Can't wait for this Rangers versus Orioles series. If it's in all Texas, ALCS on there. That sounds dangerous. Doesn't it all Texas ALCS sound dangerous to you? It it sounds that like there might be some good food in the parking lot, that's for sure. That is a damn fact, but we're <laughs> going to get to that in a minute. Um, we're going to start with our friends that we talk about kind of frequently on South Burbs Hitman and on this show because of the nature of where they play and who they play yeah. often. The Minnesota Twins. We normally don't love the Minnesota Twins. We normally end every season with our face looking up at their butt 
at the top of the AL Central Division. I was actually a little surprised doing some research yesterday. The Twins have not won the AL Central the most. The, the, the Guardians slash Indians have. Oh, yeah. And I, I would have guessed it was the Twins. They ha- the Guardians have them beat by two. Well, during our lifetime, it was the Twins. And then in the 90s and before then, it was all Indians. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty cool to see the Twins get in. They hadn't won a playoff game since 2004. I'm 10 years old in 2004. The Twins, it's been a long time coming for them. They finally got it done. They won a series for the first time since 2002. They beat the Blue Jays. What are your thoughts? I, I tell you what, Vin, you guys asked me about it on South Burb Sitman on Monday. You're like, are, they, are the Twins going to win their first playoff game? And I said, yes. We didn't even say series. We said game. You said game. I said, yes. I didn't know if they would take the series, but I thought for sure they'd win a game. I will say I saw the dumbest decision possibly in the history of sports in that game yesterday. I'm drawing a blank. The starter's name for Toronto. Guzman. Uh, no, they had. Uh, or No, that was two days ago that Gosman played. Uh, oh, God, he. I got his name coming right up. I'm drawing a blank on his he, name. Too. I know. He was, uh, Bur- Barrios. Barrios. He yeah, was on Jose Barrios. He, he yeah. went, what, four innings? He had like three, 40, three, three innings. He's. He gave up a walk, and he had struck a bunch of guys out, and he was at 47 pitches. And they took him out in the third inning, a guy that was cruising. He just walked a guy. Yep. Might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the history of sports. But at the same time, I got to give credit to the Minnesota Twins. They looked prepared. The pitching staff was there. I mean, they they got it done, man. I mean, the, the Blue Jays just completely and utterly choked. And the Twins are probably going to get smashed by, but in the next round. But uh, I, I tell you what, the Twins came to play. I we're going to preview that series too. We're going to talk about it for a couple minutes. Their next series, the Twins. But I'll tell you what, they they got it done. Um, they kind of feel like that team that's like nobody expected much from them. Like last right. year, last year the Phillies played the uh, Padres in the NLCS. Nobody saw that coming. Two wild card teams. They are one of those teams that kind of reminds me of a squad that could go on a little bit of a run here. And I don't know, the next team they play is the defending world series champion Astros. We'll talk about that series in a minute, but like they pitched well, they got the hitting they needed and Carlos Correa, nobody trusted his injury. He was signed with the giants. They said, okay, actually, never mind. We don't like the future impact of this injury you have. Then he goes to the Mets. Okay, they they look like they're going to get him. Oh, actually, never mind. We kind of agree with the Giants. He becomes a free agent a third time in the same winter. Well, he signs with the Minnesota Twins. He sticks. It actually happens. The Giants and the Mets, they're nowhere to be found. Right. Here are the Minnesota Twins in round number two. Carlos Correa had his team's only RBI in the game clincher. Um, The other one was an unearned run. Nobody got an RBI for that. Um Credit to him. Outstanding series, outstanding season. And I'm sure he's laughing. His all the way, all the way. It cost him some money, this injury oh, sure. thing. The, the the Giants contract was the biggest. It got a little smaller with the Mets, then a little smaller with the Twins. But guess what? He's still handsomely paid. He's still handsome. And he's on a winning baseball team that's on to the second round. That's it, man. I mean, certainly worked out for him. It absolutely did, and I'll tell he's you. He's a what, little. He's pretty fired up there. Oh, he's fired up, and he's a feisty guy, and he'll be facing his old team um, in oh, the second yeah. round. So a lot of people are going to talk about that. I'm sure he he's going to be fired up. And honestly, the twins got to be eating that up, loving that. Like, oh, Carlos, he's a feisty dude as it is. He's a firecracker. Now he's playing against his old team that chose Jeremy Pena at shortstop over him, essentially. He's going to be fired up, ready to have a good series. So good on him. Um, the Texas Rangers beat the Tampa Bay Rays in a in a in a no in an empty stadium. In an empty stadium, two Wander, days in a row. Wander Franco is probably going to prison. The uh, Rays are injured all over the place. I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger collapse from like the good graces of the baseball world. Didn't they Everybody, start like 17 and 0 or something? Yeah, yeah. They they didn't lose for like the first two and a half weeks of the season. Wow. And then all of a sudden they fell off. They didn't win the AL East. And now they're dead. The Texas Rangers, they move on. 
And, you know, while the Rangers, you know, they played well against the Rays, I think the Rays, they should be extremely disappointed with how the season ended for them. Yeah. And, uh, them, and everyone's ripping on the fan base, right, for not showing up. But you got to, after their performance in the playoffs the last couple of years, I believe they got knocked out in the wild card or the first round the last two seasons. I can't really blame people. I mean, yeah, it's a playoff series. Sure. And you want to come and support your team, but like, the, they lost and you can kind of see why i mean everything that happened with wander franco is is first off it's disgusting obviously there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen off the field but from the minute he disappeared air quotes disappeared they were a different team they lost that they lost that spark and i don't want to say that he was like the straw that stirs the drink but like he kind of was yeah, he, he was their best player, I would say. He was at least their best offensive player and had the highest ceiling and looked like he was going to be the franchise superstar. He was the first contract they ever gave out over 100 mil to take them off that list. Um, I, I just – I think between them and the Jays, no teams that lose in the playoffs this year are going to have more of a fallout, more of a overreaction, which it might not even be an overreaction, but more of a punishment for losing – then the Rays, then the Blue Jays. The AL East was the best division of all time. Now they're depending on the Orioles for dear life. Um, I, the Rays, man, the way Glasnow pitched in game one, he was looking good. He was looking so good. And bad defense and no run support. He comes out with a 2 nothing deficit. Those two runs aren't his fault because the defense committed four errors while he was pitching. And, you know... All of a sudden, they're down one nothing. They come in the second game. Glasnow's not available anymore. Who's going to save them? Nobody. They lose. They're done. See uh, Texas Rangers. They deserve credit. I mean, this lineup has been explosive. Yeah. Um, they've truly been a pleasure to watch, I think, throughout this season. They kind of choked away the, uh, the AL West division title throughout the season like it looked like it was going to be them for most of the season but the Houston Astros do what the Houston Astros do they come up late every season and kind of take over but when you got Marcus Semien and Corey Seager Adolis Garcia who I believe was second in the American League in home runs this season only behind Shohei Otani what a line good he does I, I I'm just impressed by what I've seen from them and I believe Marcus Semien is one of three guys that didn't miss a game. Yeah, all, year all 162. He played this all year. 162. Yep. I mean, talk about a dog. That's a dog you want in your fight, man. This is a guy that the White Sox had. They just let him go. It's the story of our life, Finn. Honestly, that trade involving Samarja and the A's and all that, it's looking worse than the Fernando Tatis Jr. trade. I, I really think it is. I think it if might, I could pick... Long-term, it might be. Yeah, like during the short COVID season and then following year 2021, Fernando Tatis Jr. looked like he would not be stopped. He looked like he would be a Hall of Famer yeah. without... He's still a good player, but he's not at all what people sure. are considering the face of the league anymore. And Marcus Semien's unreal. He's he been one of the best players in the league basically since leaving the White Sox. Yep. And, 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 you were, and you were talking about Garcia, and this is a guy – you're talking about the bombs. Speaking of one last yesterday. Yep, yep. Look at this. Boom. Moon Just an absolute moon blast. I believe it went a buck ten in terms of exit velocity. I yeah, mean, that, the dude that is got out of there powerful. fast. Yeah, the dude is just powerful. And people are always like, oh, I hate exit velocity. It doesn't mean anything. If it goes over the fence, it goes over the fence. Exit velocity is a very useful tool when determining non-home runs. If the balls hit X amount of miles per hour, the percent chance of it going through the defense and becoming a base hit is like exponential. So you want a guy who has good exit velocity. That's why we keep track of the stat. In terms of home runs, no, it doesn't matter. Jake Berger's, you know, 115 mile per hour home runs are the same as DD Gregorius's 98 mile per hour home runs. They both count as one run. Yeah, it counts the same. Yeah. But 
it is fun to watch mm-hmm. Garcia go a buck ten over the wall and run around the bases like a get there out is. of there. The Giancarlo Stanton's home runs are electric factory. There is a little bit of entertainment factor that you are yeah. allowed to consume when watching well, baseball as well. Well, and then part of the entertaining thing about watching the Rays all year is they played sound defense most of yep. the season. They didn't yesterday. Here, look at this. This is oh. I'm, have you seen this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, this was horrible. Should be should be a routine. No, and it gets by him. And sure, you could play, you could say he played the break wrong or whatever, but like that should be that should be a caught ball. Yeah, and then if you don't think you're gonna catch it, you gotta live to fight another day and let it bounce in front of you. Stop it and keep the runs from the yeah, extra don't runs. Don't dive for it. Yeah, it went right off your glove, dude. Yeah, and this is the, like you said, the Rays who have been so good defensively all season, and then one day before when Glasnow was pitching and they had four errors. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. You yeah, and that error led to another run because they gave up the home run to the next batter, and boom, yep. then you're down 4 nothing. Yep, down 4 nothing in a series. You trail one nothing, best of three, and the Rays are dead. Done. Joe, we'll move over to the National League. The Philadelphia yeah. Phillies – this is a little bit sad on our part because we are the South Beach Hitmen. We are good yeah. um, allies of Jake Berger. We appreciate him and all that he has done for our network and being a friend. Um, shout out to Ashlyn as well. For sure. Had, had some nice moments with them this season on the podcast. And then, of course, throughout the season, tweeting all of his home runs. Um, it's just been a lot of fun. But Jake Berger and the Marlins are dead. The Philadelphia yeah. Phillies were clearly the better team. Hey, we, we were happy to see Jake make the playoffs yep. in some capacity. Unfortunately, yep. the Marlins couldn't get it done. They got eliminated by what I said on South Burb Sitman about a month and a half ago, as was I said was the hottest team in baseball. And I think they continue to be one of the hottest teams in the Philadelphia Phillies. They're still my pick to win it all. They just keep hitting, Vinny. That's what that's what they do. They do, and they get good pitching. I mean, they like having Nola and Wheeler. Those are awesome one-two punches. The fact that all these series ended early, I would think that means some of these guys might be available by game two or game three of the second round, which is always an advantage if you're a team like that. But you're right. I mean, when you have Castellanos and Schwarbo and Bryce Harper and Trey Turner, who all of a sudden looks like Trey Turner again, it took him a couple months to adjust to not being a Dodger slash national anymore. Like the Phillies were a big adjustment for him. That lineup, though, that'll, that'll help you get through some slumps. And I remember I remember, I was at a game, actually. One of my few White Sox games this season was against the Phillies. And – Trey Turner got his first home run of the season at the game I was at. And he kind of got like a Bronx cheer from the Phillies fans that were in attendance at guaranteed rate field. And I'm like, this dude's about to go off. He, it took him a while. He's been one of the five best players in the MLB for the last five years, which is true. And all of a sudden he's this hero. He had a, a, he ended up having an outstanding season for the Phillies in his first year. And now he's been a dog in the playoffs so far. And Hey, I'm with you. I think they can absolutely go on a run. Yeah. I I'm, I'm excited to watch them play because I don't know what it is, Vin, but this team has been just, I don't know, maybe since Harper started really getting going with the bat, I just feel like they've become one of the most exciting teams to watch them and, and, and the Orioles for me are the two most exciting teams in baseball. And it would kind of be poetry to see them meet up in the world series, especially considering there are two, I think there are two of the three most closest geographical rivals in major league baseball. I'm pretty sure. I didn't even think about that. I'm pretty sure the drive from Baltimore to um, Philly is about 50 minutes. So, the drive between those two stadiums is the about the equivalent of a drive from me to you right now. Wow. All right. So Citizens Bank Park's where they play. Yeah. And then uh, Cam- the Camden Yards. Yeah, I knew that. Don't ask me why. I didn't know that. Well, because it has it has like a something to go with it now, but it's Camden yeah. Yards. So I'm plugging it in on Google Maps just to get you an exact. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, imagine if the Nationals played the Orioles in the World Series. It'd be an all-DMV World Series. I'm like, Philly's closer. 
It says currently at the moment, as of right now, the fastest route is about an hour and a half. Okay. It's 99 miles. Wow. That, so it is close. Now, 50 minutes might just be Baltimore to Philly, but stadium to stadium, an hour and a half, that's awesome. I mean, imagine the players that's, would be like. People will do that, no problem. Oh, yeah. There will be people who go to all seven games. I, so, I mean, it's something to root for, for sure. I, I would love to see it. That would be great. And the Orioles, they're just – I mean, we'll get to them in a minute when we preview them against the Rangers. But the Phillies, they they kind of remind me, and it's not just because they have Schwarbo. They kind of remind me of that Cubs team, 2016. Just they every do. single hitter, one after another after another. I, there are a lot of teams like that here. The Dodgers are kind of like that. I would say that the Braves are like that too. But, like, the power threat in Philly's lineup is just a little bit different than everybody else. Yeah. Like you said, Trey Turner's got it going. They're they're Schwarbo. Look at him run, man. He's (laughs) he's, he's slow. I love that, man. He reminds me of how I played. Hit it to the wall to get a double. You know, just gets it done, man. It doesn't matter how you get it done. No, he and his war ended up being over one. But for most of the season, it was negative, and he had four. Like he was gaining in on forty home runs and a hundred RBIs. I'm like, okay, I love WAR, I love advanced statistics, but they don't always tell the whole story. Anybody who says they wouldn't want Schwarber on their team is lying. They're a liar. He's better now than any year with the Cubs or the Red Sox. I would agree with that. He sees the ball better. I'll give you that. Yeah. And I don't give a crap what his batting average is. I think batting average is the worst stat in the history of – it used to be useful because we weren't smart enough to know other things. But, like, if Schwarber gets a hit two out of ten times and they're both home runs, his OPS is through the roof, but his batting average is 200. If Nick Madrigal gets three hits out of ten, but they're all rinky-dink singles and then they ground into a double play the next step at – um, Madrigal's batting average is 300. Schwarber's batting average is 200. One batting average is supposed to go to the Hall of Fame. One is supposed to have you DFA'd. Batting average is a terrible stat. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely not what it used to be since the game has changed over time, that's for sure. You might agree with this. There are some players where I do appreciate a good batting average, a leadoff guy. Okay, give me, you know, whoever wins the batting title every year deserves to be praised because, like, sure. the way the way Luisa Rise hits close to 400 is so impressive. He's yeah. not he's not in the lineup to hit home runs. Luisa Rise is in the lineup to crack a base hit almost every time he comes up to the plate. Yeah. So for guys like that, batting average is okay. But when people are, like, ripping on Luis Robert Jr.'s batting average this season, I'm like, you need to watch more baseball. Yeah. There's zero doubts about that, Vin. Uh, but the Phillies, regardless of how they play batting average-wise, they're scoring runs, and that's what wins you games. That's true. The objective of baseball is to score more runs than your opponent. The Phillies are better than that uh, pretty much than everyone. Um, the last series that took place is the one that shocked me the most. Yeah, me too. This is the only one I got completely wrong. I, I was unsure on Twins versus Blue Jays. I picked the Rangers to beat the Rays, and I picked the Phillies to beat the Marlins. I picked without hesitation. No, it, I didn't think it was close like I did Twins, Blue Jays. I wasn't unsure. I was sure the Brewers would beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. They did not. The Arizona Diamondbacks took the series 2 to nothing, and they deserve everyone's respect. They do. Uh, I tell you what, man, those – those young men on the D-backs were fired up as they should be. I mean, they have a tough task at hand. They got to go play the Dodgers, but they took it to a, a Brewers team that really just collapsed and didn't even look like they wanted to be there. I mean, that was the last at bat of the game. I mean, t- terrible swing <laughs> by Contreras there. Uh, you know, unfortunately for the Brew crew, they got to go home, but the D-backs should feel good. They got this young core which uh, ironically, Vin, is assembled by our new uh, assistant to the GM, which, you know, it, that has good good uh, feeling for us as White Sox fans. You kind of got to feel good that uh, the guy we have the guy in the front office, and I'm drawing a blanket his name right now. I'm sure I have it somewhere in, in the brands. 
Um, I have it saved on my phone from the other day, but of course I'm not going to be able to find it when I'm thinking off the top of the dome. Uh, Josh Barfield. Thank you, Josh Barfield, previously uh, in scouting department for the D-backs, so that has to make you White Sox fans feel good. But nonetheless, those they played scrappy ball. Their, pitch, their starting pitching has been better than expected for the D-backs this year. They got some young talent. They're exciting to watch. You know, I hope they give the D-backs a series, man. Uh, I, I don't envision the D-backs, the Dodgers, a series. I, I don't envision them taking the series in any stretch of my imagination, but I'd love to see them at least win a game or two. Yeah, I agree. And the Brew Crew took a 2-0 lead in the first inning, and it was like, uh-oh, here comes the Brew Crew. They're going to force game three. Nope. The Diamondbacks, they they pitched well the rest of the game. They didn't give up another run the rest of the game. They got back within one in the fifth inning, and then they had a monstrous four-run inning in the sixth, and they took the series from the Brew Crew. I think it's time for the Brew Crew to accept their fate. They have been one of the best teams in baseball. Basically, basically from the moment the Cubs won the World Series on, they took over the division, the Brew Crew. Yeah. Pretty much, I would say, because the Cubs had it for a couple years there, and now it's been the Brew Crew. We all know the Reds are about to completely take it over, in my opinion. I think the Cubs yeah. will be right back in the mix too. Um, Depending on their offseason. Yes, yes. If the Cubs trade for Alonzo and sign a starting pitcher, they'll be right there with the Reds. But um, right now, the Brew Crew, you came close. We talked about this uh, on Bar Down when we uh, previewed the New York Islanders. They're kind of in the same boat. They were in a couple Western Conference Finals. They were a game game sevens in Western Conference Finals back-to-back year. Tampa Bay beat them, won the Stanley Cup. I feel the same way about the Brew Crew. A couple NLCS appearances, lost to the Dodgers, lost to the Braves. They got so close to getting it done but were never able to get over the final hump. I, I think it's getting to the point where they're becoming stale. Um, I, I don't really envision them winning the World Series with this core anymore. I, I'd kind of like to see them tear it down and start over because they do it right. And that's the thing, that their fans can trust that they'll re- – it's not like the White Sox starting a rebuild over again where we know it's going to fail. <laughs> the Brew Crew, they know how to run their organization. They're always competitive. So, like, if they took a year or two to, like, kind of reset a little bit, I think that would be good for them in the long term in their goal of winning the World Series for the first time ever. I mean – it just doesn't seem like this mix is getting it done anymore. And as the Cubs and Reds start to rise again, the Cardinals never stay in last place for very long. That was strange. Uh, that was strange. Yeah. It was weird. It was like the Cardinals and the Yankees missed the playoffs. What in the H is going? Those are the two best teams. It's been in a each long league. time. I don't know how yeah. long, but it's been a while. Are those not the historically the two best teams in the National League and the American League? I would say probably, yeah. They're definitely one and two in World Series championships. And, you know, they're not going to be at the bottom of the division for long. The Pirates were outstanding in the first half of the season. Then they fell off a cliff after the All-Star break. But they still have tons of talent. And they made things hard on some of these teams trying to make the wild card towards the end of the season. You can kind of chalk up the Cubs missing the playoffs to not playing well against the Pirates this year. And so that division, it's going to go from one of the worst to one of the best in short order, in my opinion. And the Brew Crew better be careful. They do need to be careful because I think, Finn, they are in danger of becoming probably close to the worst team in the division. The Pirates look better than expected this year. You know, I I don't want to crap on the Brew Crew the whole time. I mean, knowing them, they'll just do magic in the offseason and they'll be fine. But uh, they definitely need – they have some work to do. Absolutely. Um, but credit to the Diamondbacks. We saw firsthand right towards the end of the season against the White Sox how good they can be. Um, the White Sox ended up getting that third game from them, but um, they took two or three, and in those two games that they won, the Diamondbacks kind of destroyed them a little bit. It wasn't really necessarily close. So um, in the chat, we got first time no Yankees, Red Sox, or Cardinals in the playoffs in 30 years. That is a nice stat. I like hearing that um, because yeah, it means that, we, have, we have, yeah, Steve, thank you very much for the tidbit there. We like seeing new teams every now and again, too. Now, don't get me wrong. A Cardinals playoff series, a Yankees playoff series, I love it. I eat it up. I love it. But yeah. every now and then, it's nice to have the Phillies, the Marlins, the Rays, the Blue Jays. Change it up. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, Joe, I touched on it a little bit. Do you agree? Blue Jays, Rays, two teams that missed the playoffs that will have the most fallout. The Brew Crew might. I think the Marlins are certainly going to try and run it back and keep building on what they have. Yeah, I think the Rays, you know, getting knocked out in the wild card round just is going to – they have a lot of – they have a lot of – People that need to answer. They've they got to address some things in free agency, especially especially with everything going on with Wanda Franco. Uh, and then what was he said? The Brew Crew, the other team you mentioned. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean the Brewers. They got a lot. Again, they they have to retool their their starting rotation. You know, they they need some pitching help and they need the offense to be consistent. Uh, they definitely didn't have that, especially in these playoff series. So I think those two teams got a lot of work to do. Marlins. Again, they got to feel good for what they did with the guys they have. So, uh, and then the D backs should feel really good about themselves for what they did uh, against. Why am I drawing a blank? Who they played? Uh, the Brew Crew. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. The Marlins, they made the playoffs for the first time in a full season since 2002. And, you know, that nobody celebrated like such because of the fact that they did make it in the COVID shortened 2020 season and they beat the Cubs in a two nothing or in a wild card series that year. Um, Joe, as we wrap up the wildcard series, I do want to ask you, did you realize that the team that took game one of the wildcard series in this format, so 2020 and then 2022 and 2023, cause they, they went back, they reverted back to normal in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to what they did in the COVID year in 2022, the teams that have won game one in this format are 14 and two in winning the series. Wow. Do you know who one of those two losses are? Um, Let me guess the white Sox in 2020, the white Sox in 2020, they are good dude. right off the dome. They are one of the two teams to choke a one, nothing lead in this wild card series. When they Lucas Giolito, you might remember the game where he's covering his face. They took a one, nothing series lead there. And then they lost game two when Dallas Keuchel got shelled. And then a close bullpen game in game three did not go the way of the White Sox. Liam Hendricks Hendricks got got the save. Yep. Yep. The White Sox are one of two teams to choke a one, nothing series lead in the wild card round. Wow. That's painful. That is painful. So, Joe, we move on. We have the ALCS coming up and the NLCS. It's championship yeah. or DS, DS, excuse me. Sorry, it's, divisional it's, series first. It's yep. DS season upon us. Quickly, we'll preview every all of them really quick. Um, yeah. Joe, we can't thank you enough for spending your lunch break with us. Way to go, hey. Joe. Thank you very hey, much. No problem, man. It's always fun talking ball. Absolutely. The Minnesota Twins will yeah. move on from their win over the Toronto Blue Jays to play the defending World Series champion Houston Astros. What do you like? What do you not like? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, like you brought up earlier, Correa going up against his old team. I mean, that's got to be, you know, adrenaline fuel for him. Uh, but at the same time, I just don't see these teams matching up very well. I mean, I, I think by far the superior team is Houston. But I'd love for the Twins to, to prove me wrong. I, I want them to play a good series. I want to see Korea, Correa kind of you know go after his old team and show them what they're missing. With that said, I the, 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 they're still – are they five-game series now? I forget what the – It's a five-game series. Five-game series. Yep. All right. Yeah, I still think the, the Astros take the series in four. But, um, I again, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to it. But the Astros just have better pitching – better offense uh maybe jose abreu will wake up for the postseason for once we'll see i think he there. will he didn't in 2020 and now he's got all these guys around him i think he will yeah i'm with you i, I feel the exact same way about the series want the twins think the astros um i'm probably going to do that for every series <laughs> i'm going to want the other team and think the astros until they finally get eliminated if they get eliminated um but the twins We'll see if their pitching is able to match up with the Astros and kind of duel them a little bit. Um, Both teams have a ton of offense that they are looking for. Um, With the Astros, we've seen guys like Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez find ways to explode in the playoffs. And we know what Bragman and Altuve, those guys are unreal. 
Um, I didn't know George Springer's fifth all-time in home runs. I saw that when the Blue Jays were playing. I'm like, oh, the Houston Astros probably – out of everybody they lost over the last handful of years. Him and Garrett Cole are probably the ones they wish they could have back the most because probably those guys were unreal. But we'll see what Altuve is able to come up with. I do always watch like watching that, that Altuve boy in Houston, seeing what he could come up with in the playoffs. I know everybody hates him now, which rightfully so, but there's something about him that I also like kind of like. You know, like he's yeah. just, they all kind of are like the the villain of Major League Baseball right now. And until that core is gone, the Astros are going to be that team. But yeah, they kind of embrace that for sure. Yeah. And I kind of respect it. Like they won another World Series, like poo poo on them all you want. They won. An- they've been to one and won one since that whole 2017 nonsense. So it is it is the model franchise in the MLB right now, I would think. Um, and then on the other argue side, with it. yeah. And then on the other side of the state over in Arlington, um, the Texas Rangers, they won their series over the Tampa Bay Rays. So they get another AL East opponent, the number one seed in the American league, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. What do you think? Vin, I think it's going to be, I think it might be one of the best ALDS matchups of the last 15, 20 years. I mean, looking at the series, I can't tell you. I mean, I think in my heart, the the Ravens, the Orioles will probably pull it off. But both these teams match up so well. Offensively, pitching. I, I All I can help but wonder, Vin, is I think maybe Texas's pitching might be a smidge better, but it's close. And they don't imagine, have Grom. <laughs> I know. Imagine if they made a deal for Dylan Cease. I can't help but ma- I wonder if that would be the difference in this series. We'll find out. But at the end of the day, I think this series is going seven. I'm going to say it right now. And it's ultimately – or sorry, I, we talked about that a few minutes ago, going five. I think it's going five games, and it's going to come down to pitching because we know both of these teams can score runs. And it's going to be pitching. That's that's what's going to take it. And and bullpen play specifically might be the difference in this series. I love it. This series is gas. It's it's one A or one B with another series that we still have left to preview in terms yeah. of the best matchup. I think um, the Texas Rangers. I, we both said the Astros are going to win the other series. I think the Rangers get it done here. I don't know why. I just got to be close. Hunch. I have a hunch. Everybody wants the O's, and guess what? I love the O's. I love the Rangers, too. I'm probably going to have both of my hats. I have both of these teams' The Orioles are certainly younger and more green. They are. They're younger and more green. Sometimes that is a detriment. Sometimes it helps you. I like the Texas Rangers in this series. I don't know why. Honestly, I might flip after watching one game on Saturday. I honestly think out of all the game ones that we'll see out of the, the four series left, these yeah. um this series might it might matter the most but i mean between all the power that each team has the the young talent of the orioles versus kind of like the put together well playing team of the texas rangers i i like the way this series looks i think it is literally um it's an unreal matchup and i'm so excited for it so i'm going to pick the rangers i think i i really don't even know how to pick it vin i i do it. I, I we need of, a pick on record so we could either praise you or make fun of you in a week. Come on. Uh, I, I'll go with – I'm going to say the Orioles simply Ooh, because okay. I said they were the most exciting team in the league yep. aside from the Phillies, and I envisioned them meeting up in the World Series. So I'm going to take them, but I, I wouldn't be mad either way. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Understood. All right. That's the American League. Joe has an Astros Orioles ALCS. I have an Astros Rangers ALCS. But Joe's probably right and I'm probably wrong. Watch ah, it be watch it be twins. Twins Orioles or Twins Rangers. That would be kind of funny. Um and Could it's <laughs> kind of what kind of what we would like probably pick if we got to choose. If the baseball gods said, All right, Vin, all right, Joe, you pick. I think we would both pick the twins. That would um, certainly make us feel better about the AL Central. It would, but I would probably lead off with why you're asking me about this, baseball god. Yeah. Why can't why can't you make the White Sox a good team, baseball god? Let's win an AL Central next season. Don't talk to me about this ALDS this year. I don't care. 
I, at the end of the day, I, I only care because I love baseball, but I, I'm not losing sleep over who wins and loses. Baseball God, let's go yeah. get the White Sox in there. Sure. Nasty, nasty franchise. Um, over in the National League, the Arizona Diamondbacks, after their big series win over the Milwaukee Brewers, will face the Los Angeles Dodgers. Both series in the NL are divisional matchups. That's got to be Yeah, cool. that's interesting. That's be awesome. I don't think have the White Sox ever played a division rival in the playoffs. I pro- they probably haven't. Uh, at least I guess at you, least could, I guess you could call the blackout game. You can count. You can consider that maybe. Yeah, but that was a a regular season home run credited to Jim Tomey. Like uh, that's always something. I guess that that's true. I guess it wasn't confusing. Cons- yeah, because yeah. it is a playoff game, but your regular season statistics are impact impacted. I don't know division matchup: D backs, Dodgers. What do you like? I said it earlier, Vin. I, I I love the Diamondbacks and the young, scrappy team that they are. They just they just don't match up at all with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers just hit the ball out of the park. They play smart on the base pads. The I will say it: the Arizona Diamondbacks need to play to the tip top of their potential for every second of every game in order to beat the Dodgers. You can't mess up. You can't have any errors. You 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 have to be flying at an all time high, and I just think the odds that the Diamondbacks can play error free baseball for a five game series are small. So unfortunately, I think the Dodgers sweep them three nothing in that series. I'm with you. I think the Dodgers take it in relative ease. Maybe it goes four. But, like, I like your pick of three. I, I just don't see a world where the D-backs get it done against the Dodgers. And they love hearing this in Arizona because nobody thought that against the Brew Crew. I picked the Brew Crew 2-0. Right. I thought they would smoke them and meet the Dodgers in the playoffs once again. That's not the case. But you talk about Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Then you look at their pitching staff. I mean, it is just an all-world lineup over there with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And to be frank with you, I can't wait to see – um, this series and what the Diamondbacks are able to do in terms of resistance, but the Dodgers, they're looking good. They kind of feel like a sneaky team this year. We haven't talked about the Dodgers in this way in a long time, Yeah, but you know, they're always the favorite, like, Oh, the Dodgers, they're, they're, they're they don't win. They're in trouble this year. And then right now everybody's talking about the Braves, the Phillies, the Orioles, the Astros. Nobody's really mentioning the Dodgers. They probably like it that way. So we'll see. Yeah. Travis says baseball gods can't make the White Sox good because Jerry sold his soul to the baseball devil for the 05 World Series. I'll take it. <laughs> Honestly, the 05 World Series was awesome. But I just I second that. Make the playoffs. Like something. Be, be, be within 30 games of under 500 instead of 40. Like something improved. Please. Please Just give us all Cubans and we walk in the door on opening day. That's, that's yes. See, now we're talking. Um, you I see the Phillies have... owner. Sorry, the Phillies owner handing out, throwing out baseballs to the yeah. crowd yesterday. Yeah. Imagine Jerry he doing that. Climbs out of his seat, climbs over into the seated area, goes and climbs on top of the dugout, opens up a bag, throws out baseballs that maybe they were signed. Who knows? But even if it's just a plain ball, yeah, I would. I would laugh my ass off to see Jerry Reinsdorf do the same thing. Yep. Ricketts does similar stuff. I met him by accident. I was sitting at a game. The Cubs were playing the Giants. It was Chris Bryant's return with the Giants. And hello, Mr. Ricketts. He was standing right there walking around the stadium as if he was a fan. There's no, there's nothing like that for the White Sox, but no. We move on. The team you just mentioned, the Philadelphia Phillies, they won their series against the Miami Marlins, and they are headed to Truist Park where they will play the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, of course, finished this year with the best record in Major League Baseball. As a wise man that I know well, my good friend Dylan would say, this series is the real music. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that the Texas Rangers Astros series is going to be top 20 in the last, maybe the last 20 years, one of the best series. Uh, this, this series is probably going to be one of the best series ever. Uh, I could see this one also going five games. 
I love what I see from the Phillies right now. I love what I see from the Braves. I, I just, I don't know how you pick it. I wish they could both win and move on to the next round, but unfortunately that's not how it works. <laughs> Acuna Jr. coming off arguably one of the greatest seasons ever for the position. 40 homers, 70 steals, right? Yep. I mean, that's unheard of. That's crazy. Uh, man, I, I, the pitching is good on both sides. I don't know, Van. Would you give the edge to the to the Braves on pitching a little bit? I, I don't even know how to how to even predict that. It's so close. Yeah, I would give the edge to the Braves on pitching if they're healthy. There have been some issues with health in their starting lineup, um, or in their starting rotation. Uh, the the offense is probably very similar. The Braves and the Phillies both come at you one after another after another. Yeah, well, Ronald um, Acuna is 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 a different breed of baseball yeah. player. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to win the MVP. I, if he doesn't win the MVP, I, there should be some investigation into yeah, the league. For sure. It, it was a close race between him and Mookie Betts there for a minute, but I think he pulled away at the end with the 70 bags and all that. But, I mean. But look at this cannon. Yeah. Look at this, though. Look at this throw. Yeah. That's How, another I mean, ridiculous. So well. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And then you look at the rest of the lineup and you you got guys like Olsen and you know, um, I'm drawing a blank on what's his name, Austin Riley. Just unreal players. Yeah, their their starting rotation is really good. I think this series goes the distance as well. I think it'll be a matter of whose power can overstep the other team's pitching the most. And I know that probably sounds like cliche, like duh, whoever hits better is going to win. Like no, sometimes I think it's going to be more of a pitching duel. I think one team's offense is going to prevail in this series, and whoever's does more will win. Yeah, I'm with you, Vin. I, I'm just going to, because I think they're one of the most exciting teams in the league, and again, so are the Braves, but something about the Phillies just grabs my heart and kind of holds on to it a little bit. So I'm going to take the Phillies in seven in this series, or five. Again, it's a five-game series. Sorry, I'm never going to get used to that. Um, the format continues to throw me off, but uh, I think it's going to go down, go the distance, and instead of pitching, I think this one is is going to come down to – Sound defense, I think, is what's going to win this series. There you go. Very good. I am going to – I have to. I would be disowned by my own self if I didn't pick the Atlanta Braves. I think the Phillies absolutely have a chance, but the Bravos are my squad, my National League squad. I have to root for them, and I'm excited to see them match up against the Phillies, though. I will say this. Whoever wins this series is by far who I'm rooting for to win the oh, World Series. absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, I would probably root for the Orioles too. I, you know, I'm partial to what they've done over the last handful of years, but I mean, Phillies versus Braves, that's that real music. As I said, this series mm-hmm. is going to be unbelievable and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Well, Joe, that is the American league wildcard series and a nice little preview of the division series. Thanks for coming on, man. Dude, man. Thanks for having me. It's always fun talking ball with you. It's been, uh, been a blast as always it's weird because south burp shipman season is over the white Sox are well fortunately the season is over for them but uh we won't be doing our monday show until there's some white Sox news that pops up but uh you might see me pop in on the show when i have some time absolutely i love having you on um if next week there's time and we got the division series slash alcs to talk about nlcs all of it You know I'm all in. We'll see what we got cooking for you next week, but I'm very excited about it. And then on Bar Down on Wednesday, we will have real NHL games to talk about. Connor Bedard will have made his NHL debut by the time we record our next uh, Bar Down on Wednesday. So very much looking forward to all the things we got going on on the Bar Room Network. Of course, the Chicago Bears play tonight. So there is going to be a lot of content here on the Bar Room Network. Um, Mr. Shorty makes a good point. That means we have plenty of time to join them on the Bears Country podcast. Would love to. Loved my well, we're there, Mr. Mr. S. Yeah. So thank you to everybody tuning in. Make sure you watch all the Bears coverage that's coming tonight and throughout the weekend covering the NFL. Joe will be on fantasy football goon 
um, on Sunday, telling everybody how to set their fantasy lineups ahead of the game. Don't forget, there's another uh, early morning game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. In it's gonna be a hell of a game, London. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited for it. Um, Although no Toy Story game this time, I don't think. I think it was just no, last week. That was just last week. So you're gonna be watching the real version of the Bills versus the Jags over yeah. in London. Um, very much looking forward to all the content that comes from this NFL weekend bleeding into next week with hockey starting up. Joe, is there anything you'd like to say before we head on out of here? No, just that, as you mentioned, you got bear football at halftime of the bears game today. And then you got post game as well. Um, you may, you may get an early Gabriel talking football. I don't know. Maybe it'll still be the normal time next week, but I imagine, uh, if they lose, which a lot of people are envisioning they will. There, there may be some heads that roll at Hallis Hall. So could be a busy weekend at Hallis Hall. Uh, keep your eyes on the Barroom Network. Make sure you mash that subscribe button, uh, and then you'll get notified anytime we go live because we might be going live to talk about, you know, maybe there's a new coach, maybe there's an interim head coach. Maybe the Bears find a way to pull it out today. I don't know. But nonetheless, stay tuned on the Barroom Network. We're going to have you covered Someone, so many great shows here, Vin. You got Crosstown Crosstalk. We're on it right now. Bar down talking hockey. Uh, South Burb Sitman's in a bit of a hiatus while the Sox are in the offseason mode. But you got Dan, Dan and Aldo, Bear Their Souls, Greg Gabriel talking football, Buffone 55, the Barfly Tailgate Show on Sunday mornings before fantasy football goon starts at 10.45 a.m. Central Time. All the way up to kickoff, we get your fantasy questions answered live in the chat. How's that for summing the whole network up? I did that in a quick sentence just off the dome, Vin, but make sure you hit that subscribe button. We, we want you guys tuning into these shows because you guys are what it's all about. The chat room is all so much fun. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Listen, you do a great job promoting the Barroom Network. It's well-needed and well-deserved. Um, there's great programming here, so I hope everybody has a really good weekend um i'm very much looking forward to it all the sports all the sports and you just reminded me i better be prepared if matt eberflus gets fired i have to be on top of that for thewindycity.com so make sure you go to thewindycity.com to keep up with the bears versus commanders game and see what happens if there is fallout from the chicago bears losing and becoming zero and five the chicago bears have never fired their coach in the middle of the season so we'll see if they do that tonight tomorrow something we will have you covered at the Windy City and the Barroom Network. I right. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today, Joe Dude, Man. Thanks for having me, man. Blast. Um, I hope you able are able to still find a way to eat some lunch because you devoted your whole lunch break to doing this show with me. <laughs> but I'm sure you will. And I'll everybody, in. absolutely, everybody in the chat, Ravi, Mr. Shorty, Travis, um, Lisa, Steve, Chris, all of you guys are unreal people. We love you very much. Thank you for listening as always. And we will see you next week on Bar Down Talking Hockey. Connor Bedard in his NHL debut will be at the top of the mind. As always, thank you for listening. Another happy landing. <laughs>